0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Purpose University podcast, your source of inspiration as you seek to create your best life and be your most authentic self. I am your host, Dr. Eve, and I am so glad that you have decided to join me at this time. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say thank you for checking out the show and I certainly hope you'll come back for more. So without further ado, let's get into it. I have the pleasure of being here today with Skyra Thomas, who is the founder of Flip the Zip. Hey, Skyra. Hey, how are you? I am well.
1: How are you today? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's a pleasure to be on your show today.
0: Oh my gosh, thank you so much for agreeing to come. I have been watching you for a while and building your platform, Flip the Zip, and I am just like ecstatic to even have you. So thank you for making time for the show. Um, being able to come on and just really share so many great things with our guests. So, I don't want to take a long time to get into the show. If you will, tell us about yourself. Who are you and what is it that you do? Okay.
1: Well, I just said my name is Skyra Thomas. I was born and raised, well, I was born in Brooklyn and raised by Coastal. Between California, the Bay Area, and New York, I kind of spent my childhood. Um, I went to college in Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, at Oakwood uh, University. It was Oakwood College back then and then later on went to grad school at Boston University. So currently I'm in Houston, Texas, where I am the program manager at a program called 8 Million Stories. Hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much you know what I do. I also, well, how can I forget this part? Also, <laughs> <laughs> um, after my nine to five, I am the founder of Flip the Zip, which is a relocation support group that was birthed on Facebook. Um, and it's a place, it's a community of platform for people primarily women to uh, have a safe space to talk about all things related to re- relocation from the phase if I'm thinking about moving I really hate blank city you know or wherever I am the space I'm in and I've always wanted to live in x city you know like the other city so um yeah so that's you know that's a little bit about what I do.
0: So I'm just really curious where did the idea come from because I think it's really awesome like a support group for relocation who would have yeah. thought oh you did <laughs> <laughs> thank you, you um, like so many uh,
1: businesses or ideas it was based on a lack of it was a response to a lack of community when I was looking to relocate to Houston I have no family here I have a colleague and a college classmate that was it and neither one of them I had spoken to in over five years but, you know Facebook makes you think that you keep connecting with people more than you really do <laughs> right <laughs> so I was you know I was moving to Houston, had no one to really connect to with on a day-to-day basis about silly questions I had regarding schools for my son, or places to live, or employment, or you know, neighborhoods to avoid. Things about like things that you really need when you you're looking to relocate. And so, after my year of struggling through that process and kind of putting, to, you know, joining several groups on Facebook, none of which were silly based on relocation, but just like a finance group, a parenting group, a social work group. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to put pieces together from there and actually connect with people outside the group via messenger and I was like it should not be this complicated like 4 million people move per year I can't believe there's not a central place where this can be you know, where this this kind of platform exists and that it's not so overwhelming. Like there is one other, it's not on Facebook, one website that has tons of information, but it's like, it, you talk about climate and, you know, um, government. It's just not like, girl, where can I go to get my hair done? You know, like <laughs> right. who has the best veggie burger? Like those a you know, so not only is it for people who are in the process, but once you move to the city, there's so many questions you yeah. have because you're completely starting over. I I lost my doctor. I lost my pediatrician. I lost my hairstylist, like, you know, my favorite, you know, bars and restaurants. So when you start over in a new city, you're really starting over your life.
0: Absolutely. Like, no doubt about that. (laughs) And it's interesting because it sounds similar to even when you go off to college for the first time too, right? Everything is new. But but fortunately, you have a whole campus that supports you, (laughs) you know, but when you become adult, that changes. (laughs) That definitely. Which actually would lead me to my second question for you. As a first-generation college graduate, you know, and big ups to you for the HBCU. I call Yes. You. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> so, what was life like for you right after graduating?
1: Oh my goodness! So, after right after graduation, I worked the summer. You know, it was right between. I saw. So I went to grad school right after um, undergrad, and I did a, a nine-month program at Boston University for my master's, and it was a very accelerated program. And so, I would say after graduation from Grad school, when life really started, and I took a job I absolutely hated. I mean, it just wasn't, I didn't, I didn't feel it was hated, is a strong word. It was, it was gonna cause me to burn out very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, I did not feel prepared in terms of, I didn't feel the luxury, I should say, to pick and choose the job. Like, literally, the first job that called me, I answered to, mm-hmm. you know. And so sometimes when you function out of desperation, you're just not happy with what you get, you know? So I I stayed at that job for about six months and it wasn't that the job was bad, but the sector I was working on is foster care and foster care is a very emotionally draining and kudos to anyone in foster care or child welfare in general. It just wasn't for me. I wanted to take every child home. No foster parent was good enough for, you know, for my kids on my caseload, you know? And so it was just emotionally like just too much. So that was life, you know, immediately after college and grad school. Yeah, it was it was a tough time. It was, it was a tough six months, but I learned some valuable lessons during that time. I had an amazing colleague who really trained me on applying what I had learned in school to actually real life. And so, um, because you could be as book savvy as you want to be, but there's an application process that has to happen and that transition has to occur. And I'm glad that she was there. She was, you know, a good 15 year season you know person in that field and so she really took me under her wing and as a as a mentor and trained me on applying the book stuff and merging it with the reality of the job
0: nice I like that so you were able to find your own support and it's just important to be able to find that because we don't come from that right no the given oh yeah just do this here's xyz it's like oh what am I doing now world I don't know right
1: mentoring is so I mean we weren't you know right now it's like the word mentor and when it comes to adults is becoming like a popular word or idea but back in those days I mean I graduated undergrad in 2003 in grad school 2004 in 2004 people weren't saying that you know there wasn't a if you had a mentor a mentee you were a big brother big sister you know that was not (laughs) an adult that was not the terminology then but this woman really took me under her wing and I would consider her a mentor professionally and yeah I'm so appreciative of that because without that I would have taken a lot more bumps and bruises Mm. that I didn't have to take because she was there to support me through that. And I was able to make
0: errors in a safe space, which I think is really important. Mm, I love that safe spaces. Yeah. A little bit more about safe spaces. How are you able to find other safe spaces? Not just, you know, with the work situation, but even around you in your community. What did that look like for you?
1: A, I look like really strong relationships with girlfriends. Like I have a good one, a good thing about, well, there's millions of re- good reasons to go to attend the HBCU, but my school was small and very intimate. Yes. And I was able to create a, a circle of friends that to this day, you know, 15 years later, we are in pretty regular contact, even though we are all over the country, some are international. And so we would have, back in the day in college, I would, we, we used to come over to, you know, my apartment and watch, I was off campus the last uh, two two and three years uh, and watch Girlfriends, like the show Girlfriends and had Girlfriends night and had, you know, we would pop popcorn and drink, you know, soda or water and just have great time just having rich conversations and watching these four women who are navigating through their, uh, I guess in their, they were in their early 30s at the time um, on the show. And so we would have great, rich conversations about that. And so my girlfriends has always been a place of safety. And I've always had a good circle of support around me, especially navigating as a the first generation student. You definitely, there's just some things you just don't know, you know, and um And people who, you know, who have parents who have gone before them just take for granted.
0: And so that was my safe space. I actually love that. What is the best piece of advice someone has ever given you about anything? Oh, I will never forget.
1: Someone said to me, things happen for you, not to you. And that was the most empowering statement I've ever heard because it's, it really shifts you from victim, you know, of like, what was me? I haven't, you know, my parents are go to college. What was me? My parents were divorced, whatever it is, you know, whatever. It, circumstances it is you if you come from a a stance of empowerment you will look at obstacles and hurdles as things that are happening for you that strengthen you that teach you you know life lessons and so from that day forward i've shifted every challenge you know divorce i mean i've just gone through some hard knocks you know -hmm. to to, you know i've survived harvey and katrina like things that's not katrina speaking wow heart heart no i'm not katrina harvey Andy, Sandy, well, Sandy, <laughs> still, um, still is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was talking to some, one of my students is from the, Louisiana, and we were just talking about Katrina today. Sorry about that, but no, okay. um, and no, you like this, and I mean anything from a flat tire to a you know running late and things. And she when she said that. Anytime I fall into the woe is me, and that could happen almost daily, you know, it could happen on, you know, I forgot to press send on an email, I'm still in draft. And I just start looking at it like this happened for a reason, correct it, be responsible, and move forward, you know, and look at what the lesson is. The lesson is you need to be more, you know, be more present. You didn't press send because you weren't being present, you know, or that relationship ended because it was something greater for you and in fact and continuously saying those kind of things that that phrase I literally say in my head multiple times a day um and I've kind of tried to you know share that with as many people as I can and when they're at the right place they always come back and say you know you you're absolutely right in that moment I couldn't see it but now I do see it and it's really just being empowered and really being
0: the, the captain of your life absolutely yeah. And to think about. So even when you talk about Sandy and you talked about Harvey, it just makes me think about just crazy chaoticness, you know, Right. and it makes me think about adversity. Can you possibly tell us a time when you were faced with just great adversity and how did you overcome that time of your life?
1: Mm, that's a good question. I have so many to choose from. <laughs> But just staying on the topic related to college or education, when I was in grad school, like I said, I did a typical master's in social work program is two years. And if you have an undergrad degree, you can do it in one. It's called an advanced standing program. And when I my undergrad was very very, very much prepared me for grad school. Like I, 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 tip my hat off to my professors as often as I can um, because they really didn't. And at the time, I didn't realize it, but you know they had all navigated post college to you know grad schools, and they had they noticed that a lot of students weren't prepared. And I think even they may not have been a hundred percent prepared. So they came, they returned to Oakwood with a vengeance of "You will be prepared." <laughs> you know, you won't, you won't have paying it forward. Like I, I really believe that. In graduate school, it wasn't that I wasn't prepared academically. I just think that it was very much accelerated. And I was working and doing an internship and going back and forth to New York from Boston every weekend. And there was a time in which I just thought I was going to like flunk out of school. Like Mm. I was overwhelmed. And it really was because I had no network there. Because I was coming home to New York every basically every weekend, I wasn't connecting with my classmates, my cohort. Um, people in the city. I just basically was a student and then I was going home, you know, mm-hmm. and had no connection. And it was it's it's so important to have connection with people. Like the human human resources is your best bet in life <laughs> for success. You know, we can get behind a computer anytime, but there is something about having someone talk to to connect with when things are rough. And um and so, you know, to make a long story short, I was really behind in some coursework um, I had a computer glitch that I lost a paper. Oh man! Eight hours before it was due, I was like, had, I was in full meltdown mode because I felt so, I was so, it was just a buildup because of other things that were happening in life, and I wasn't leaning in. And because I had this rich college experience where I had amazing girlfriends around me, and Oakwood is a, is a Christian school, so you, you pray through it and go to chapel. Like, there's so many, you know, I had great professors, but then when you get that real world shock when you are one of 35,000 students in a a, a school versus 3,500. It's just different. You know, it's it's just a different experience. And you have to be very intentional about connecting with people and leaning in for support. Mm. And so that was, I mean, that was a really, really rough time. I may have others, but that's what I think can think of as it relates to being a first generation
0: student. I love that you mentioned being intentional Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: that's a really big a big aspect of being able to live your best life is is living with intention absolutely so to that i'm interested in knowing from you you know if i were to come to you as a a recent college graduate or maybe even just going into college what would you tell me about living my best life from Mm. your experience I think that everything you need is already in your circle
1: and your life is somewhere. I really, I I don't know why I have like that. I'm pretty passionate about that. And that does not mean in your immediate circle, but I feel that we don't have to go as far as people think you do to find what you need. Mm. And so I am very intentional with events. I go to, um, with networking. I remember being at a, well, being at a conference and the speaker said, if you know more than i think she said 40 percent of the room you're no longer networking right and so um and being intentional also means like when you actually go to events meetings when you join groups whatever it is that you're actually engaging with people in an authentic way not just networking like let me get your card and get everything i can from you you know and so yeah so being intentional is like being very selective about what you what you participate in reading books that are aligned with your vision for your best life. You know, I think that reading has become a lost art, but I'm a, I'm an avid believer of an avid reader and believer that, that we're lifelong learners. Yeah, so that's, I guess, I feel like I'm all over the place, but if I could just wrap it all up, I would say be intent- continuous, continuing to learn and read and listen to podcasts and be very intentional. Like you have to give up some of those, you know, entertaining reality shows for a great book, a great night of reading, you yes. know, Netflix and chill may have to be Netflix. I mean, chill and listen to a podcast. You know, something you have to really align yourself and get ready for that next level. And you can't get ready when you are when your brain is clogged up with foolishness. Like, I don't care about you know the, all the latest pop culture thing. I don't care who gave birth today. I don't care who's getting married tomorrow.
0: <laughs> no, like, right. it's just
1: because like when you are so focused on your goal, you don't have time to to be that
0: kind of things into your brain. This is true. So, yeah. It's really interesting that you even mentioned the whole idea of really investing in who you want to become because I think about graduating from school and getting into my career, becoming yeah. a professional. But then there's this mix of where I'm from and who I know I am and what I've been and who I want to be, which brings about the intersection of where do I found, or well, actually, not even intersection, just brings about the ideas or the thoughts of how do I find a good middle? You know, how do I find a good balance? So what are your thoughts on learning to be your most authentic self? Right. right. What's your feedback on just saying, this is how you be who you are? Yeah. being I mean, the word authenticity alone just stands
1: out to me because, like you said, the idea of elevation requires separation is very, (laughs) very true. And it, it kind of leads into the idea of being intentional. So when you are transitioning to whatever that next level of life is for you and you have people who are either pulling you down or pulling you away or just being a distraction from that ultimate goal, it's very important that you have to come to terms with redefining that relationship and it's not that you're better than anyone it's not that you're forgetting your roots or where you're coming from but there is this, a, there comes to a, a time in which you have to be very intentional with your time mm-hmm. and and, and being aligned with your purpose and so if, if that circle prior you know hometown circle I would say is not aligned and they are you know and, and, that's, and alignment does not have to be you know has also gone to college and has, you know, it's not like you stay true to your roots you know like keep you have to keep that hometown circle sometimes to keep you very much grounded and remember mm. and, and humble but you also have to remember that you have to be intentional with your time and, and if that means separating and only going, you know, visiting home
0: for holidays less frequently, that's what you have to do. Absolutely. Do what you got <laughs> to do. Do what you have to do. do. So what's next for you? Ms. Kyra, what's what's next? Well, I am continuing to grow and flip the zip. It's, it started
1: off definitely as a passion project and it's so amazing to see the transformation of people who have decided that they are going to live their best life and they are no longer bound by a zip code. Mm. And there are 50 states we have, we can go anywhere we want to, you know? And I think that it's always interesting to see that the people who are more, who appear to be more fearless about flipping the zip are people who've already gone away for college. Like you've already done a transition and it's like, okay, what? because you've you've met people, the beauty of going away for college is that you get to meet people from all over the country, you know? And so you will meet someone from St. Louis, you'll meet someone from Seattle and then you start, you know, you'll hear stories, you'll see pictures, you become Facebook friends and, you know, that kind of, all that interchanging of information allows you to have a, a wider perspective of the country and of the world. So, so yeah, just to continuously growing with the zip and coaching members to live to live their ultimately their best life. And sixty percent of the group, in terms of content, is in the emotional part of you know relocation, and about forty percent is the logistics. So it's always so you know empowering to hear the stories of, of women who have who have landed that job or who have you know um, returned to school or you know whatever the case may be. And so I'm just looking forward to the. The growth of flip the zip and whatever
0: that looks like, you know, absolutely. I think that is really awesome that you're doing that. And again, because moving is such a big thing, <laughs> like you said, yeah. it's kind of the I think top five stressors, yes, um, it is. life stressors if you move because, like you said, it changes your whole world. And then, like you said, being a first gen and moving somewhere and being on your own and not even having sometimes that family to just fall back on, even financially, being able to say, "Hey, I, I need some help right now." Now, nah, I yeah. help yourself <laughs> You don't have to figure anything right. out. Well, if you make it bad, it makes you stronger, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping up, the last thing I'd, I'd love to know from you is what is the one message or thought that you'd love to li- leave with our listeners on today?
1: Oh, wow. That's a great one. Hmm. My one message to listeners would be to be unapologetically you. And I feel in a, we're in a world of so much influence. Like the fact that there's a title now of influencer, you know, um, there's so many influences that are around us, even when we're not, even aware of it it's just such a second nature at this point and people are just conforming and without this being authentic to who they are and i talk to my students about this on a daily basis about being authentic and being strong in their own beliefs and their own um, values and morals and even as an adult as i'm saying it to them i'm applying it to myself and to people i know who are well much older than you know my students and so yeah I would say like this continues to be unapologetically you you were created uniquely we don't have the same fingerprints you don't know, share mm. DNA and all of that is because we were intended to be our best versions of ourselves
0: mm, I love that I love that so much thank you so much how can we find you on the world wide web where can we connect with you yes so I
1: am on flip the zip on all platforms um, underscore between each word so flip underscore Za underscore zip on instagram and
0: twitter and on facebook it's flip the zip that's it <laughs> awesome well you have been such a joy to talk to today i am so glad we've had an opportunity to connect i love what you're doing i wish you nothing but continued success And everything you touch and do because what you're doing to even change the nature of how we move literally (laughs) is profound. And um, I just commend you for that. So until next time, Sky, take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. Before you go, just a few things to note. Uh, First and foremost, let's get connected on Instagram and or LinkedIn. You can find me at E-V-E-H-U-D-S-O-N-P-H-D on both social networks. Don't forget to head on over to check out my site at www.evehudsonphd.com and if you should decide to purchase a book or apparel just for listening to this podcast, you get 10% off of your order. Just use the code PODCAST when you check out. Last but certainly not the least, In all that you do, remember to be resilient, authentic, and intentional. I'm out.